welcome to the Faith Beyond Measure podcast show with your host, Coach Sybil Kears. I am so thankful to be here with you guys today. God is really speaking to his people and the things that he is sharing with his people. I pray that we are hearing it, that we are digesting the word, that we're taking it all in so that we can be better kingdom builders for the God that we serve. We serve an awesome God. There's none other like him. And he wants us to be who he expects us to be, who he created us to be, who he desires for us to be. And so he continues to pour into us in various ways. And I'm so grateful that we have an opportunity to hear what thus says the Lord. Well, today God is dealing with the issue of people being judgmental of one another. Now in today's age and society, we find ourselves amongst a lot of people who are in positions to offer correction towards other people. We have counselors, we have coaches, we have various people, teachers, instructors, pastors, spiritual leaders. You know, we are here to offer correction as we see fit, as is needed for the people that we are in charge of or we've been assigned to or that we love. But it comes a point in time where it goes from being a place of correcting to see an improvement in the person to being judgmental. And, you know, people toil with that because the word of God declares that we should not judge because we shall be judged, but we are not in a position to judge others. And that's found in Matthew seven. We are not in that position because that is God. He will ultimately be the final judge of us all, right? So what is it? about being judgmental that God doesn't like. Why does he not want us to be judgmental when we see the things that people do? We we are able to make a, a mental note of what we feel is not right. What are their shortcomings? We see those things. We see when people don't measure up to our expectations. We see when people are doing things that are just wrong. We're, we're able to see these things with our natural eyes. And some people are even gifted to see things beyond the natural with their spiritual eyes. And so if we're able, God given us the ability to see these things. Why then would he tell us not to make a judge judgment call about those things that we've been allowed to see? It would seem... As if that's what we're supposed to do. Because not only did God give us the ability to see these things, he also gave us the ability to process the, the visual, the visual that we're taking in and process it in our minds to make a determination about what it is we're seeing. Now, this isn't anything we see, right? When we look at something, we identify what that item is. And in our minds, let us know what we're looking at. 
But when it comes to people, our brothers and sisters, when we're looking at their faults and their flaws and the things that they're not doing right, and we see it, our mind makes the determination that it is not right. It's wrong, right? Well, I've toiled with this. I've not always been a judgmental person towards others, but I've been judged by many. You have too. But I'm also going to admit that I have been judgmental at times. And so hopefully what God shared with me to help me in those situations, you'll be able to find something to help you. We see these things. We observe these things in other people. We get a feeling about it. We catch a vibe about it. We make a determination about it. And you know, I'll mention some things that will give you an idea of when you may have felt a something similar or been involved in a similar situation. So maybe we have a family member who's has a battle with addiction to some type of substance. And one, we see the addiction as something we could be judgmental about. Then when they do things, when they're under the influence, it is not of their normal character. However, because they're constantly uh, uh, delving into that substance, it seems to be the norm of what we see in that person. And so some things they may do, we may find a reason to be judgmental about, right? Okay, let's say we, in the business world, you may see some people that you work with or have business dealings with that don't quite get how to manipulate a situation, how to maneuver through a situation, how to work through a situation that they will always try to find a way to weasel their way out of the work. They don't carry their weight. They're constantly putting off things and they're not measuring up to the standard. So we find ourselves being in a position to be judgmental. We'll even label them, right? We would label them as certain things, lazy, slow. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. In the church setting, we may find some people who is not who we think they should be. They don't look like us. They don't smell like us. They don't talk like us. They, they may be fairly new to the, to their relationship with God, or maybe they're not even saved yet, but they still come to our places of worship. And we don't always agree with how they dress, how they talk, or my God, even the way they may say a prayer. You know, we forget that not everybody has been in church their whole life. I'm one of those people. (laughs) Not everybody knows all the protocols. Not everybody knows how things go. Some people never said a prayer out loud. Some people never prayed at all. But we, with our judgmental selves, will make a whole informed decision about people who God has sent or found a way to draw near to his place of worship, his house, 
And we have the audacity to turn our noses up based off what we've seen about them or something we picked up that we don't like about them. So in those instances, we may feel like we, we have the right, if you will, we have the right to have our opinions, right? We live in a society where opinions are valued and, and it seems that when it's the opinion being offered, that it, that person has the right to have that opinion. But what does the word of God say? What does Jesus teach us about being judgmental? Even in our families, even in the members of our family that we don't agree with, whether it's by marriage or by blood. How many times do we look at our relatives and and say something in our mind of a negative connotation about something we don't like about them? They don't do this the way I think they should. They don't say this the way I think they should. That is my opinion and I'm entitled to it. That is the key word that God is drawing out about being judgmental. There's a sense of entitlement in the person who feels that they are in the position to be judgmental to judge someone else to make a whole informed decision from the few glimpses of their life that you had the privilege to be a part of so Jesus is saying to us as Christians as people who said that they've accepted our Lord and personal Savior Jesus Christ to be the ruler of our life the author and finisher of our faith we said we wanted his name to be on us we said that we would operate in such a way that it would emulate the light that he brought into this world that we will be the reflection of that light But let's look at Jesus (laughs) when he talked about this in Matthew 7, when he talked about the woman who was being brought to him to be stoned for committing adultery. He's teaching us that even though we see outwardly the faults of other people, there are so many things that he sees in us with our judgmental selves that we fail to be judgmental about within ourselves. If you, in just the few moments that you have with people and are able to make your informed decision to where you will have hours of things to complain about or talk about with about this person from the few moments of the interactions that you've had. What does God see about you? When he can see from the time you were born until present day, where he's heard every thought that went through your mind, 
that he's seen everything you've done in the dark and in the light, that he's seen the times when you've left his house of worship and went home to raise hell. He's seen all that you have done. We only get to see the small glimpses of people's lives, but he sees everything. He's heard every conversation that we said out loud or said in our minds. He sees what's in our hearts that doesn't need to be there. He sees the hypocrite that has this spirit of entitlement to think that they, we, are in a position to be judgmental about anyone. What if God did us how we do people? What if he waited until we went into church to tell everybody about all the cussing we do really at home? (laughs) About how we cuss our children out and how we don't clean our stuff and how we don't do this and all these things that we don't want people to know. What if God did that to us? Instead of extending grace for our mistakes. Instead of extending mercy when we knew we were wrong and he didn't pull us out of this life that we live. That he so graciously gave all of us to live. What if he chose to pour out our dirty laundry in public places? What if Everything you've done was plastered out into the world. How would you feel if God judged you in that way? He has the right. (laughs) He is entitled to judge us because he created us. But you or I, my friend, we don't have a heaven or a hell to put anyone in. But yet we condemn people more than God even condemns us. And so, God wants us to know, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And then he talks about the plank in the eye. Have you ever had something in your eye you couldn't get out? An eyelash or something? It is very aggravating, isn't it? And although you might go through your life, it doesn't completely make you incapacitated, but you feel that thing and it's aggravating and you're constantly trying to rub your eye and agitating it even more, but you feel it. It doesn't stop you from seeing. It doesn't stop you from going through your day, but you feel it every step of the way. God wants us to know that we are the planks in his eye every time we do something to hurt our brothers and sisters because he sees us. But he extends grace. When we don't measure up, he extends mercy. When we mess up, he still loves us. When we do the most decrepit things, he still loves us in all of our horrific ways. 
and even in our best ways. Because he chose and chooses to see the best in us because we live in a world who's determined to see nothing but the worst in us. So when you see that person who just plucks your nerves, (laughs) who you can find a whole book full of reasons why you don't care for them or you don't like something about them or why they get on your nerves, what things they do that you feel is not measuring up to your standard. Remember that God has a book on you too. But he chooses to continue to look for the good in you instead of just judging you by the bad. He's taking the opportunity to have people pour in a word to you. He's taking the opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to work within you. He's taking the opportunity to remind you of why Jesus got on the cross for you. Before he just judges you, he's giving us opportunity after opportunity to fix our own mess before we have a message about somebody else's mess. He doesn't just do it because he's God and he can. He is showing us by example as creatures created in his image how we should be with one another None of us is faultless, spotless, without blemish. If Jesus came back today for his church, for his bride, what would we look like? Do you think when God is looking at you and all the things you have done, good or and bad, do you think that that will be the time that he will offer you To tell you, to tell him about somebody else. No. So the next time you see someone who's not rising up to your standards or not doing things the way you think they should or giving you a mouthful of complaints, just remember You got some mess with you too. And giving you time is what God is doing to help you turn your mess into a message. And the same grace he extends to you is what you need to extend to someone else for their mistakes, their transgressions, their shortcomings. You need to get rid of that spirit of entitlement that says that you or without spot or blemish, can cast the first stone because you can't. None of us can. But Jesus can wipe any of us clean. He can clean us up. And nobody on this side of the earth has that much power to determine when somebody else is dirty or not after Christ has cleaned us up. You have to remember that you are on the same, you're in the same courtroom as everybody else waiting 
to have your case heard by God. And it doesn't matter where you sit in that courtroom. It doesn't matter how you look at everybody in there. It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing or not. Because when it's your time on the stand, God is only going to want to hear about you. Not your opinions of other people. Not how you felt. Not your personal vibe. None of that will matter. He's going to want to talk to you about you. So in that conversation, you will not have the time to point out other people's faults. Because that is when he will point out yours. But if you do want to talk about people while you have the time, pray for them. If you do want to find it in you to offer some correction, do it in love, not in hate. And if the person doesn't receive it, if the person doesn't want to hear you, then you need to learn to let go and let God deal with them. If you find yourself constantly being judgmental about other people, constantly finding reasons and faults in other people, then the problem is truly within you. And God wants you to deal with that today because he will chastise us in love and he would do it in a way that makes us want to do better, not worse. But we don't do the same. We want to browbeat people and put them down and talk about everything they've done wrong and never have anything good to say about certain people. But that's not how God deals with us when he got a whole lot to say wrong about us. So think about that. Check the plank in your eye. Because it's aggravating. To God. It's aggravating to keep those things about yourself without correction and want to offer correction to someone else. It's aggravating to constantly have this thing right there that you can't get rid of. But when you get rid of whatever is in you, then you will see that the aggravating part of the judgmental person in you would would slowly disappear and you will find someone emerging who's able to correct in love who's able to offer patience who's able to have more fruit of the spirit in their character and in their dealings with their brothers and sisters I pray that this is a blessing to you as much as it was to me I pray that you will not find the opportunity to constantly put your fellow brothers and sisters on blast every time they do something wrong. God knows you've seen it. He's seen it. But he also seen what you did and he didn't put you on blast. Everything we see is not an opportunity to get on a platform to belt it outwards to the world. Some things God allows us to see because he wants us to pray. He wants us to touch and agree about this person and about this situation. But instead, we go talk about it. And then we do it in a way that is not godly. 
So think about that. Because you never know when it might be you going through. Do you want everybody talking about you? Or do you want people praying for you? So at the end of the day, I offer this to you. Put down the stone. Put down the stones. And ask God to show you what it is about you that is causing other people a platform to judge you on before you get on that platform about someone else. Ask God to show you because the same way someone aggravates you or gets on your nerves, there's somebody in this world that you get on their nerves and they have so much to say about you. And that's the truth. That applies to me and everyone else. (laughs) We've all done something that someone else considered offensive or bothersome, whether we want to admit it or not. So I ask God to show you the ways that you are making other people judge you. What is it that you're doing? So you can take the plank out your own eye. In the same way that you would want that message delivered to you to where you can receive it and not feel beat down or worse about yourself about it. The same way you want it delivered in love so that you can receive it. You will then be able to tell your brother and sister how to take the plank out of their eye. You don't do it rough. You don't go snatching a person's eye. You got to be gentle with the eye. If you go and try to help someone take something out their eye, you can't just do it all kind of ways. You got to be real gentle, soft, but consistent until the discomfort is gone, right? You wouldn't want someone coming all sharp with sharp and jagged edges to come and dig something out of your eye. You want them to be gentle. Well, that's the same way we got to be. But we got to first experience it ourselves so that we'll know how to do it to someone else. So I pray that you will learn that because being judgmental, there's very sharp edges, very jagged edges, and it hurts people. So learn what is your plank in your eye and ask God to show you how to remove it so you'll know how to do it for someone else. This is Coach Sybil Kears. Thank you for tuning in with Faith Beyond Measure podcast show. Join us again as we will continue to share what thus says the Lord. We praise God for you, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Much love and success. God bless.